With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unexplained World Internet Radio Broadcast with your host, Edward Shanahan a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy. So enjoy. Hello listeners, welcome to the main ninth broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan, it's me, and Annette. Hello, Annette. Hello, Ed. How are you? I'm doing fine. Happy Mother's Day to you and all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. So was yours a pleasant one? We spent all day outside, so it was sunny and warm. It was a nice day. It was very nice. I woke up to breakfast. I got a breakfast. I know. And... uh, (laughs) My son even made me a special wand that I just tap anybody on the head and tell them what to do, and they would do it. It worked pretty well. <laughs> you for the hubby or what? <laughs> sure, yeah. Oh, wow, cool. <laughs> you, might, you might want to market that. <laughs> I, I know. Well, I think you might have to be a witch to use it properly. I'm sure there's plenty of them out there that would... Uh, Appreciate a gift like that, anyways. You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna get to our guests in a couple minutes. I would like to mention uh, what's coming up right now in uh, the next couple of weeks. May fifteenth is uh, the seven hour ghost hunt of Chicago's most haunted southwest side of Chicago to explore and experience with myself and Ursula Bielski. Um, it will start at 1 o'clock and end within, like, the seven hours, as it said. Then Saturday, May 22nd, 8.30 p.m. to, question mark, whenever it does end, and usually it's near 1 a.m. in the morning, a paranormal night at the Stag's Head in Willow Springs, Illinois. Listeners, that has been filled for over a month already. So um, keep your eyes posted. Yeah, it has been become that. Um, then for the month of June... 26th to June 27th is an overnight, and um, it's going to be the full moon over the Morris Mill Hotel, and it's in uh, Morris Mill, Missouri, very, very haunted location, and we'll be spending, the, we'll be, well, me and Bielski and the people attending will be spending uh, the night over the, overnight there, and there are some... Uh, uh, there's still room available, so if you're interested. Um, and July 10th, a very special place, a haunted historic 
Tinker Swiss Cottage Museum in Rockford, a very beautiful, beautiful place. Haunted, large. Um, they got an Indian burial mound um, on the property itself. You take the drawbridge across the creek, the large creek, and uh, until a, par- a land a net that uh, used to be um, the cemetery, and uh, they've removed the bodies, but there's still activity on there, going on there. And there's plenty more going on. Just go to hauntedhistoriclocations.com. That's hauntedhistoriclocations.com. You can find out information there about uh, the events coming up. Sign up for the monthly newsletter um, information and Annette and I doing readings together, um, house parties and stuff like that. Would you like to add anything, Annette? Hmm. I don't have anything coming up right now. Okay. Okay. The Judy and Emmy will be coming up in June, um, right around Solstice. I can tell you more about that maybe next time. Yeah, which is our next broadcast will be May 23rd, uh, Sunday night. Our guest tonight, I will um, we'll bring them on. It's Tina and Tilda, I believe, um, and they've they've written a book called A Book of Insights, and I'm going to leave them tell us more about it. Mm-hmm. Hello, ladies. Are you there? Yeah. Hi. We are here. Hello. Is Very it Tina nice. and Tildy? Correct. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Tildy. Okay. Okay. Sorry. And, Tina, oh. would you pronounce your last name? Fjorda. Okay. And Tildy, would you pronounce your last name? Cameron. Okay. And the reason why oh. I asked you to do that, ladies, is <clears throat> I've been uh, doing a lot of talking the last couple of days, so... I'm a little tongue-tied tonight. So uh, uh, that happens once in a while, and uh, that's why we got our fabulous co-host and that with us. So uh, <laughs> I never get tongue-tied. <laughs> no, neither do we. It never happens. Excellent. <laughs> but, but, but just like you, there's two of us, so if it does happen, one of us can always uh, help out. Good, good. Now, you are sisters. Yes, that's correct. Um, are you twins, or somebody, which one is older, younger? How you fall into the family pattern? Uh, I'm Tina, and I'm the oldest one. I'm eight years older, and uh, although there's eight years between us, sometimes people think we are twins. Okay. We have a, a tendency to speak in stereo sometimes, and uh, and uh, finish each other's sentences. I sometimes find that people that are twins, you know, tend to pick up more when they're together about things of the spiritual nature, so that's why I ask. Mm -hmm. Yes, and and, you know, I I think the fact that we're sisters does help in in our spiritual endeavor, especially with uh, the book that we've written and the manner in which we've uh, written this book. And, uh, you know, nothing is random in life, and... uh, I believe that uh, we came here with a purpose, as we all do, and since we've uh, come out with this book and channeled it, uh, I, I think it was appropriate that we uh, were born into the same family as sisters. Okay. You, you, the late ladies, your book is basically, um, by what I've read on your webpage and stuff like that, it's, it has come about by the use of the Ouija board. Is that a correct way of uh, describing it? That, yeah, that, that's exactly how it happened. 
many, many years ago, Tina and I, as, as teenagers, began experimenting with the Ouija board, and we we've continued up and up until present day. It's just uh, something that worked very well for us. Early on, we were able to connect with our spirit guides, and uh, there were three of them that we connected with. We were given the names Melanie M and Demna, and uh, over the years, we've developed a relationship with with these spiritual entities through the Ouija board. And uh, at one point in in 2004, they came through and started to deliver some information to us on meditation. And at the end of that session, they told us that this was uh, the beginning of Chapter 1 of our book. And uh, Tina and I were very, very surprised at that because that was the furthest thing from our minds. We... You know, we just had our re- regular jobs, lived our regular lives, and had never had any intention of writing a book. So, so uh, we actually didn't take it very seriously at the time, and it wasn't until three years later that we followed up on it. And uh, we sat down three years later, had a session, and inquired about this book, and they just picked up right where they left off. And at that time, they told us that the name of the book was to be a book of insight, and it would contain 16 chapters, and chapter one was titled Meditation. And we, we asked them all kinds of questions. What is this book going to be about? You know, get, Can you tell us what the subject matter is? And they would not give us any information other than those details, the, the title and, and the title of chapter one, and, and that it would contain 16 chapters. And so little by little, we, we would just have a session. Uh, we, we had sessions usually about five to six nights a week and they would just deliver this material to us through the Ouija board. And uh, here we are now. We we have a complete book that was delivered to us via our guides, via a Ouija board, and Tina and I are still shaking our heads in disbelief. <laughs> we're, we're just... such, that must have been such a laborious process. What? How many hours would you say, or how long did it take to get 16 chapters through a Ouija board? Well, well, we sped it up a, a bit. Uh, I would wear a microphone, and uh, we would record each session. And then after the session was completed, Tildy would uh, type it out, uh, type up the transcripts. So we were able to uh, speed it up. But we've been doing the board for so long that it 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 moves very quickly for us. And for us, as soon as we place our fingers on the planchette, it starts moving right away. And it's become uh, a cross between uh, writing out the information and receiving it. Uh, So it's very interesting because we don't have to wait for the the board or the planchette to laboriously spell out each word. We are receiving the information at the same time. So I guess you could say that we are actually channeling it. But the channeling only works when we get together and put our fingers on the planchette and and, uh, use the Ouija board. Interesting. How long, how long did that take? Maybe three months total? About three months total. And we yeah. would do several hours uh, a night. Yeah, probably uh, a couple. Um, uh, maybe three hours maximum mm-hmm. a night. Do you think it was a form of meditation too? Well, you know, it's interesting because we had to meditate before each session, and our guides would not start a session without us meditating first. So once we meditated, we would meditate for half an hour to an hour, and and it would put us into that state, that that Mm -hmm. meditation state. Uh, 
um, so that uh, the information flowed a lot easier once we were in the meditative state. Yeah. And our guides tell us that they want us to meditate before each session because uh, they have to lower their vibration in order to connect with us. And through meditation, it, it helps us to raise our vibration and sort of meet them halfway, you could say. So, uh, And it did help to put us in, um, yeah, in, in that state, in, in sort of a meditative state, certainly. Okay, what, what, what are the 16 chapters? Let me ask that. Oh, all, all kinds of interesting information they delivered to us, and we'll, we'll read some of the chapter titles to you. I should know this by heart right now, but here I am going to the book. <laughs> so, uh, they, they started okay. with meditation. Uh, we've got mm-hmm. a chapter on belief systems, the source, uh, which is also their name for God, healing, right. intuition, guides, uh, love, laughter, emotions, reality, uh, we have magnetism, the law of attraction, alternate realities, which is a really interesting one, one of my favorites. The what would that be? Go ahead, say to Russ, I'll just, let's go back to that one once you're done. Go okay. ahead. Uh, we have the awakening. There's a chapter on hell, also one of my favorites. Uh, we have a chapter on heaven. And finally, the future of mankind is the last chapter. Mm, interesting. Quite alternate. Alternate. Realities. What's that about? Ah, well, what our guides tell us is that this reality that we are so focused in, uh, this three-dimensional physical reality of ours, is not the only reality that exists. That that there are many worlds around us, many unseen dimensions around us, that that we are very much a part of. Uh, but because we're so focused in this specific reality, we're not really aware of, of the, these other worlds or dimensions. Uh, now, they cover a few different things in that chapter when it comes to alternate realities. Uh, they tell us how there are also other life forms in existence. We, you know, There are people that still believe that we are the only life form in existence in the universe, and our guides tell us that, no, there we have brothers and sisters that live uh, off-planet or live extraterrestrially on, on other planets and other dimensions and other universes. And um, they also tell us that they're, uh, they talk about probable selves or what quantum physics is now referring to as parallel selves or parallel universes. And our, what our guides tell us is that each and every one of us has a, many, many uh, probable selves that exist. So these probable selves are, are basically copies of ourselves. They're exact copies of ourselves except for maybe one little difference. And um, these differences may be that uh, perhaps in another lifetime I, I exist as, as a doctor in another probable reality, I you know, may exist as, you name it, a construction worker. I, I exist as a male mm-hmm. uh, construction worker. And they tell us that all of these probable realities are playing themselves out. Uh, but Con- Concurrently con- with ours. Concurrently, yeah. But it just so happens that we are specifically focused in this three-dimensional reality here. But we can we can talk to our probable selves. We can communicate with them. If uh, if we have a successful probable self that exists as 
the example they use in the book is a real estate agent. Say, say you wanted to become a real estate agent. Well, you have a probable self that does exist as a successful real estate agent in a probable reality, and you can learn to connect with that probable self and ask that probable self to draw this experience directly to you so, so that it then becomes your focused reality. It becomes your experience in, in this three-dimensional plane. Now, the interesting thing that I'd like to add to what Tilly is saying is that they tell us that meditation is the basis of all of this. And they, they utilize meditation as a way for us to connect to our inner selves and our higher selves. And they really stress the importance of meditation and tell us that we should all be meditating in order to not only uh, be able to access our probable future realities, but also to uh, help develop our intuitive selves and our psychic selves. When you say that um, we may be experiencing living lifetimes, so to speak, um, simultaneously, are we sharing the same soul or spirit or whatever they might call it? Well, what our guides explain to us is that they call us source souls, and they, they say that each of us does, just as the source or God has okay. fragments that he sends out to experience mm-hmm. reality, uh, we, we are those fragments. Well, we also send off fragments of ourselves to, to help uh, facilitate this experiencing of, of our reality. Mm-hmm. So we do have, fra- these are all fragments of ourselves. But we also have to remember that time is an illusion. Uh, you know, we experience time as past, present, and future. So it's hard for us to understand how, how we could have all of these probable selves or reincarnational lives that are all playing out at the same time. But what our guides tell us is that time is an illusion and everything plays itself out in the everlasting now. There is only this moment of now. But because of our, our limit, um, limited perception, we're only able to focus on one of these uh, probable realities or one of these uh, reincarnational lives at any given time. Interesting. Yeah. Now, you you also Hi, mentioned the last chapter, the end of time. Is that what that was? or uh, The Awakening of Mankind. That's where it's the future uh, of mankind. Yeah, the future uh-huh. of mankind. Right. And what they tell us about the future of mankind is they tell us that we're at a crossroads in our destiny. And they say that there's much excitement of those those souls who have journeyed with us as our guides and angels. And they they are urging us in that chapter to take our rightful heritage and open the third eye of mankind. And what they are telling us is that we are spiritual beings. We are fragments of God having a human experience. And it is mankind's destiny to evolve spiritually uh, towards ascension. And our next step towards evolution is the opening of our third eye. And they really stress to us that we need to take the right road at this point in time. And they are quite joyous at the fact that there are many of us on this planet awakening now and uh, and and opening uh, and taking the steps towards opening our third eye and towards progressing spiritually and th- this is our future and and the future is bright, but you know again, we have free will, and right. uh, that is something that our guides 
the angels and so forth don't, do not interfere with. It's like the prime directive not to interfere with our free will of humanity. <laughs> right. Kind of like Star Trek. Yeah, yeah I can hear that. <laughs> uh, the, question I, the question I have with that, and maybe you got a message or, you know, maybe your inner knowledge can, you know, I'd rather have it come from you than from me. Um, as we know at this time frame in the space we're in, in this country, in this world period, it's really rocky, okay? Mm. What is the struggle that's going on? Did they emphasize any of that? Because it's like mm-hmm. a struggle of those who want to hold us back and those who want to break loose. And oh, yeah, I was having a conversation about good against e- as you know, good versus evil the other day, yeah. meaning mankind, it's 50-50. almost like yeah. the good is being looked at as evil, mm-hmm. and evil wants to be looked at as good. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And And they tell us, they do talk about that in this chapter. And they say to us, and, and I'll read from the chapter so that so everybody can get it clearly. They say, you are becoming a species that has been manipulated by your corporations to serve their expanding greed for power, control, and domination. It is mm-hmm. your choice whether to allow this or whether to make a difference through your peaceful free will. Make your life count. Make the lives of your future generations count. Be aware of the differences you can make for yourselves and this planet. And they say that our corporations are indeed entities unto themselves and that they are compelled to survive and expand in great leaps and without impediment. And, and in order to do this, they must gain control of the consumer. But they also tell us that you have the power, and that power is in the dollar that you spend. Because as the consumer, you have the power to take back your lives through your consumerism. So, right on. you know, many of us feel that we have no power, but as a matter of fact, we are in power because the corporations will bend over backwards if if the masses of consumers go in one direction or another. So we're the big bulge in the snake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we also have to understand that that we live in a reality that experiences duality, and duality means we experience not only hot, but we experience cold. We experience good. We experience evil. And and what our guides say to us is, is how can you truly understand what cold is if you've never experienced what hot is? How, and they tell us that ultimately we are here to, to learn the lesson of unconditional love. That That is what we aspire to. That's the goal. But in order to truly understand what unconditional love is, we're going to experience anger. We're going to experience hatred around us as well. Uh, they tell us that the source is on a journey of self-discovery. And and self-discovery includes all experience. We, we are here experiencing on behalf of the source. We are here as creators. We create our reality. We observe our reality. We experience it. And we learn from it, and we decide, you know, whether or not we, we like the experiences that we had. Do we want to change our experiences? Um, you know, we have to remember that really we're, we're all like players in, in an act or in a movie, and we all take on roles before we come here. We all know whether we're going to take on the so-called good, old, good role or the so-called evil role. 
and, and we do this for, for a reason, because we come here with very specific lessons or very specific experiences that we want to have in order to uh, not just uh, express ourselves as consciousness, but to, to learn and understand who we ultimately are. And our guides tell us that, remember, that these so-called evil souls are also, uh, they all, we're all divine, and these so-called evil souls also have a, the spark of divinity within them. And it could be that a, an, what we would call an evil soul took, took on that role in order to te- teach us a grand lesson. Or, or to awaken mm-hmm. us, to help awaken us. It was necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because, you know, there's so many people, uh, I like that what, what Tilly's saying, there's so many people that fear this, this Illuminati and feel this power and control. But as she said, these people are all our brothers and sisters, but they've simply lost their way. And when I look at it, I think, you know, they may have just done us a favor. And, and and what's happening may just be a blessing in disguise because if these Illuminati characters had not gone in this direction, we would all still be fast asleep on this planet. But it's because yeah. of the actions that they have taken that we are now waking up and going, hey, hey, hold, hold on here. Some, something here isn't right. Mm-hmm. And it's because of this that we're all waking up. Yeah. And I mean, it's not, it's obviously, it's certainly not to condone, we don't mean to condone any act, any of those types of actions, mm-hmm. but if you look at it from a different perspective, if you look at it from a, you know, a, 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 the greater picture, from the greater picture, a perspective of higher awareness, then we can maybe see it differently and understand that, well, maybe they are playing a role and maybe this role is meant to wake us up. And uh, I think it, that's certainly starting to happen now. Yeah. I think we're seeing that. And, and if we look at it that way, we can become less fearful and more empowered. But it's almost like at times people are afraid to say, say anything because mm-hmm. of the repercussions, okay? It, and uh, exactly. there's, even, there's even cities they count here on in Illinois. They fear, though. Yeah, there's even cities here in Illinois that um, Annette knows. I told her about them. That uh, new age shops, any type of psychic readings in that are banned, and these came on within maybe the last fifteen years. It ain't something from the early, you know, nineteen thirties or anything. This is recent stuff, and uh, it's like, whoa, you know. I was actually actually asked to do readings in a certain city that I knew that you know readings are for a house party, but readings are out loud, outlawed. In that city, I had to say no, <laughs> you know. Wow. Didn't want to take a chance. Yeah. So um, even though it was a house private party, mm-hmm. I don't want to take a chance. And, uh, you know, you're forced to respect the law, <laughs> you know, if you're going to respect it at all. But, yeah, um, well, yeah, exactly. And and that just goes to show you how fearful they are of us awakening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because when you're doing those readings, you're tapping in to the same side that we tapped into when we delivered this book, and that side is a luminous side, and and, mm-hmm. and very aware and and has a lot of information that they don't want us to have. So that's probably why. So you see, they are fearful of us because we are becoming empowered, and these are the kinds of steps that they're taking. Yeah, but the the weird thing is, the sad thing is, 
all we're trying to do is bring harmony. <laughs> when you're trying to bring, you know, anti this, yeah. anti that, there's yeah. harmony. Well, you know, and, and the good news is what we're seeing too is that more and more people are also becoming more open to this type of, of subject matter. Uh, oh, definitely. We have radio shows such as yours. I mean, there, there's a whole section of paranormal radio shows. Uh, television now, I mean, all the psychic-type shows that are on TV, ghost hunting shows. Uh, you know, th- this is information, this is subject matter that's actually starting to become mainstream, whereas you wouldn't you wouldn't have seen this, uh, you know, five, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, there's there's still... I think what happens is you get to a point where it starts to reach critical mass and enough people become fascinated by this subject matter that eventually uh, any places where, where this is outlawed, where readings are outlawed, mm-hmm. have to follow suit. Well, Annette knows five years ago, now I'm probably probably six, we tried to have an internet, uh, internet uh, cable television show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on uh, cable, public access, and you wouldn't believe, you wouldn't believe the hoops they made me jump through, because mm-hmm. the religious fanatics did not want you know pagan ceremonies and that being shown on TV, and uh, that's before all this became like you said mainstream, and uh, yeah, we had to jump through some hoops for that, but uh, it almost became it did become wasn't worth the effort, you know effort, you know effort wasn't worth the hassle. So, but um, so, so we're very, seeing a lot of that change right now, especially with with the internet. Uh, you know, so much more of this information is available just through the informa- internet. And I'm amazed at how many people are interested in this type of subject matter. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, before the internet came along, I would have had no idea. I would have thought that maybe I was just a minority. But yeah. now, I, as we said, it's it's almost as if it's starting to become mainstream, and mm-hmm. we're seeing how many people are interested in this. And, I mean, you go back thousands of years and people have always had some interest in in the mystical world, you know, whether it's been, I mean, religion is mystical as well. You know, there's uh, you, always you been... Can, you can find the drawings right? on the walls of caves. I mean, you know, it goes back yeah, that far. that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, we go go back to indigenous cultures who have... I mean, this is nothing new to them. They've they've always used a form of meditation in their uh, in their spiritual ceremonies because they they know uh, since the beginning of as long as they've been around they knew and understand that there was an unseen world around us and they knew that they could tap into that world. They knew that we are all very much connected to that world because you know we have to remember that we are spiritual beings first and foremost and that is the world that we come from and that is the world that we go back to so we are all very connected and we are all very very psychic and intuitive whether we realize that or not so uh, i mean this is something that we've innately known deep inside us for for millennia and it's just that now it's it's sort of starting to come more to the forefront and people are are really starting to clue into it on a much more uh, physical level, I guess you could say. Now, your book has a chapter you said on healing, right? Yes, uh, a book of insights definitely got a, a chapter on healing. And and what they tell us is that because we are all sparks of God having a human experience, we have direct access to the energy of the source. 
And we have forgotten that. And through healing, we can uh, connect to the source in order to draw that energy for healing purposes. And what they say is that our energy is connected to the source just as, our, just as we are connected to our breath. And it is a part of us that has no separation, but we feel disconnected from it due to our perception of disconnection. And they discuss disease as being dis-ease and that it all originates for a specific purpose. Now, whether we chose to uh, take on a specific disease to learn a specific lesson or to teach a specific lesson to our parents or people around us, or whether we acquired that disease because we're not releasing our emotions or we're letting it fester within ourselves. But what they tell us is that through meditation, we can connect to our higher selves, we can connect to the source, and we can access that energy to facilitate healing for ourselves and for others. And they give a wonderful exercise uh, in it on the healing method, on on how to draw that energy to us and how to... uh, um, put that energy onto others. Yeah, I always, um, I've done healing, and uh, I felt that basically it does a lightning rod for the energy. And, exactly. Uh, and the the thing with it is, it has to come from the heart. It can't be yeah. just a, a wish. Oh, I wish she would get, no. It's got to come from the heart. And, uh, then you just find the person to be, like I said, the lightning rod, energy rod, or whatever. And um, they direct the energy from, like you said, the higher power. And hopefully into the person, And but it's still the higher power's desire um, for whatever way it turns out. And um, that's my belief. I don't, you know, I don't know if that's what the book, you know, what your book talks about too, but um, that'd be very interesting to read. That part of the book. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right on the money, Edward. Because you know our guides tell us that the energy of the source, that spark of the source that we are, dwells within our heart. And you know it's mm-hmm. very interesting because when a baby is forming in the mother's womb, the heart starts beating before the brain forms. I, 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 I find that very interesting. Yes. Uh, excuse me. Wrong bite. Uh, well, it shows that the heart has its own intelligence. Yes, yes, and 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 yes, it does come from the heart because the source dwells is within our hearts. Go ahead, Annette. No, this information seems very similar to the work that Jane Roberts did with the Seth tapes. Are you familiar with those at all? Yes. Yes, we yeah. both are familiar with it. Um, um, and, and I know she did that, oh, my goodness, back in the 60s, I believe. I yeah, could she be was, wrong. She was one of the pioneers for certain. And the interesting thing with her is that uh, her very first book was channeled through a Ouija board. And, yeah. and after that first book, she began to channel directly. So yeah. uh, this, this, did, this experience did remind us of, of Jane Roberts and she her I just love the the Seth books. She's I, I've I've only read two or three of them, but just amazing. She she's a really even really some of the information seems to be significantly close. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, the same kinds of messages are being given to you that her guides were giving to her. Mm-hmm. Well, I th- I think they're trying to reach a new generation. 
You know, it, Jane Robert, Roberts had a generation that she reached yeah. out to, and and uh, you know, our guides tell us that there these messages are coming to to us in many forms now, and uh, uh, you know, we have, uh, like I said, a new generation now that needs to hear this type of material, and and sometimes this information comes to us in the form of books. Sometimes it's it's channeled through the form of a song or poetry. It comes in in many different ways. So, um, they, they've also told us that they are they plan on delivering or channeling a series of books to us as well. So wonderful. Uh, we're, we're really we're yeah we're excited and interested to see what else they deliver to us. Yeah. Just when you think you kind of got to figure it out, <laughs> here comes some more. <laughs> yeah, ladies, yeah. tell us um, how how can our listeners get your book? Well, uh, if you. There's a few places. First of all, you can go to our website, abookofinsight.com, and if your listeners order a copy from, from the website, uh, each, each uh, copy is signed by Tina and myself. Uh, but the books are also available at amazon.com, amazon.ca. If you have any listeners in Europe or the U.K., amazon.co.uk, and also barnesandnoble.com. Now, what... What suggestions would you give to, you know, there's, and I, I'm sorry, <clears throat> I don't buy into it, um, the fear pushing of don't touch the Ouija board, don't do this with the Ouija board, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm not, you know, for years I've been saying on the radio show, I don't buy into it because I have never had negativity happen with using the Ouija board. What would be your message to individuals that are, uh, wondering if they should touch it or use it or anything like that. Well, our experiences with the Ouija board have been very good. I mean, early on, I think we had one experience where some um, spirit came through and started cursing at us. And after that, we started, uh, you know, protecting ourselves. And what we do before each session is we meditate and then we visualize ourselves surrounded by white light and say a prayer of protection. And we have clear intent on who we want to communicate with. We want to communicate with our spirit guides or any spirits that are from God or of the source. And mm -hmm. I think intention plays a big role in it. You know, there's so many people mm -hmm. that get a Ouija board and start, you know, playing with it, randomly asking for anything to come in. And right. if you open up that portal and ask for anything to come in, well, that's exactly what you're going to get. But, you know, we've we've had nothing but wonderful experiences. We've been given this beautiful book of insight for, for humanity. And a lot of those fear stories, I think they've, you know, they've become urban myths because, first of all, we've never heard any firsthand stories. I'm sure they probably do exist. But I have yet to speak to someone who has personally had a negative experience. I'm always hearing it through somebody who's heard it from somebody who's heard it from somebody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, though, um, having meditated and using prayers of protection and putting yourself in a position where you're not just saying, hey, is any, if anything is out there, just come and say whatever you want to say. You're specifically saying to your spirit guides, we are open, we are prepared, we are ready to accept what you tell us. It's a totally different act than just yeah, randomly just going at a, at a Ouija board. And I think a lot of times, and even I think you two ladies said, when we first picked up the Ouija board, we were very young, we were teenage. Mm -hmm. 
and how impressionable we are as teenagers and how vulnerable at the same time. So I think that's how some negative experiences can happen easily to people who aren't preparing themselves and looking to get something specifically from it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's exactly it. Most people's first experiences with the Ouija board did happen when they were in their teens. So, uh, yeah, and, and when you're in your teens, you might treat it as a game. You might not treat it with with the respect that it deserves, and it's possible that you could have a negative experience. But once again, I've personally never met anyone that's had a negative experience. Uh, I mean, Tina and I just, Treat it as a communication tool. It's a wonderful communication mm-hmm. tool, and uh, it, I mean, we think it's no different, really, than using rune stones, tarot cards, automatic writing. Any of these are tools that a psychic or a medium would use to help them uh, channel information to themselves, and that's what the Ouija board is for us. So, have you tried uh, black mirrors or anything like that? No, we haven't. We're, we're okay. like crying. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, we've never tried that. No, we haven't. I okay. guess we've just become so accustomed to using the Ouija board, and it works so well for yeah. us that that we haven't uh, strayed from it. But it would certainly be interesting to try that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we're at the point now where as soon as we put our hands on the pointer, it starts moving immediately. And uh, I, we've, we've communicated with uh, our father who's passed on, uncles that have passed on, uh, a friend of ours came to us uh, for a reading. She wanted to connect with her father who had passed on, and uh, he came through for her. So, you know, for us, it's it's the tool that works the best. And I guess it, everybody has something that works the best for them. But we yeah, I was just, just, I was just curious. It. Now, do you do sessions with people if they um, request them, or is it those people you personally know? Well, so far it's been people that we personally know. Yeah. Uh, we and, and we've only done a few sessions, so it, we're quite new in, in this area, this arena, is doing sessions for people. Uh, mm-hmm. But the majority of the sessions we've done have been for ourselves and, and for the purpose of writing this book. But the ladies, people that we have done sessions for have really have really been touched by the information they've received. Is it the spirit guides that you're working with, the three entities that you mentioned earlier, uh, do they play a key role? If, for example, you help a friend get in touch with a lost father, do they play a key role in kind of connecting those spirits together? Yeah, they they actually do. They're, uh, every time we sit down to a session, even if it's meant to help another person connect, our guides will come through to us first. And what they're doing is they're, they're helping uh, the the other spirit entity to come through because oftentimes uh, they're they're coming through to us for the very first time through the Ouija board and what our guides seem to be doing is helping them to connect with us and okay. uh, it seems to work very well mm-hmm. and and sometimes they just come straight through you know it, I guess it depends on on the situation and on the spirit okay now do you use a I guess you could say your basic Ouija board, or do you have a custom one? or We use a basic Ouija board, although we'd like to make a custom one for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, okay. this is one that we've had for years. We we wrote the book on it. Uh, book number two is starting to come through this board. So uh, it, it's like an old friend, you know. I almost hate to depart right. with it. 
<laughs> so you basically are using a basic Ouija board, and uh, that's pretty neat. That's pretty cool. And, it's uh, actually a Canadian Ouija board, so it, it has uh, some some of the French spelling in there as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's got yeah, yes and <laughs> no in French also, and then goodbye in French at the bottom. <laughs> what year would you say that was uh, created, the one you have? Boy, oh, maybe the 80s, I'm guessing. The one that we okay. have yeah. might have been in the 80s. We've had it for some time. Yeah. I mean, the Ouija board goes way back. I think, oh, yeah. Early, yeah. I think it might be the early 1900s or the 1800s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been around oh, yeah. for a while. And, uh, you know, it, it's such a wonderful tool of communication that anybody can learn to use, and that's the beauty of the Ouija board. It, it's something that anybody can learn to use. Uh, but the thing is, what I would say to people is do not get discouraged because uh, even Fertility and I, when we started using the Ouija board, it took us a while uh, of persistence before the, the planchette started moving. And at first it would be very slowly and very methodically. But then after a while we got used to it and we got in touch with our spirit guides and other spirits. And the more we did it, the easier it got. And so what I would say to people is don't get discouraged. You know, find a partner you can work with. And even you can connect with your spirit guides over time. But but remember to meditate first because it helps to raise your vibrations and to visualize yourself surrounded by white light of protection, and to say a prayer of protection, and to, again, have intent with, you know, being intentful as to who you want to connect with. Now, would you suggest a person buying a new one, or would you be against them? uh, I seen one at at an antique store uh, from the 1960s, and it was like, hmm, do I or don't I? Well, I didn't. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> well I, I bought one off uh, eBay uh, okay. because I have one uh, that's more modern, and I wanted a, an older version, so I bought one off of eBay. But what I did when I got the one from eBay is I saged it and, uh, you know, got some sage and lit it up and just saged the board first um, to, you know, if anything was attached to it, uh, that would you know, clean it. But, you know, yeah. if anything is attached to it, I don't know if that would be specific to it being a Ouija board. In other words, I've heard many stories of people that, that go buy antique furniture and they bring it home and all mm-hmm. of a sudden they, they see that, you know, someone else has come home with the, the piece of furniture and it, it could have been a, a soul that was attached to that furniture. Maybe that belonged to them when they were alive and, uh, and uh, they they just followed it home with this person, so. I totally believe in I, it. Yeah, so it may not be specific to to a Ouija board. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a wife that I would first have to convince in allowing me to bring one into the house. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to bring it into the garage instead. <laughs> uh yeah. I got a hard enough time having a black mirror in the house that I never used yet. Uh, <laughs> She's all about communication, just not through a Ouija board. That's not her per- personal choice. <laughs> right, right. All right. Uh, ladies, anything else you would like to add? We got like uh, 12 minutes left. Any messages that seem very stand out and mo- the most important from the book? Well, what our guides want us to know 
And what we have forgotten is that we are divine. And we are pieces of God having a human experience. And they want us to know that the energy and the power of the source is also our energy and power. And it is our birthright, is what they tell us. And we have forgotten that because we've fallen asleep or we've been caused to fall asleep. But what they want us to do is they want us to awaken. And they want us to awaken and to remember who and what we are. And and once we awaken to who and what we are, we will create a better reality for ourselves. And we will have a better world for ourselves as well. And slowly and surely, there is an awakening that is happening on this planet. And the beauty of a book of insight is that it is written in such a way that it not only is delivered to our logical minds, but it is delivered to our cellular soul level, and it awakens us. I, I believe that this book is delivered in a manner that, is, that causes us to awaken inside. And the information is beautiful. And it's a gift from to us that our guides have given to us so that we can share this gift with everybody else. And uh, so for those of you who, who want to awaken, who, who feel they, they need to receive this information, it, it really is beautiful, and we're so blessed to have it. And thank and you for book, sharing it. And your book could be found at abookofinsights.com? That's right, abookofinsights.com, and, and all copies ordered from the website are signed by Tina and myself. And it's also available through through Amazon.com.ca, uh, .co.uk, all the Amazons, and uh, BarnesandNoble.com as well. Yeah. Okay. And we always what like to you... tell people uh, to to come and look us up on Facebook as well. Tina and I are on Facebook, and and we we love getting friend requests from from the listeners and the readers. And and we have a YouTube station as well, uh, a Book of Insight TV on YouTube. Oh, really? Okay, that, I'll go look for that, and I'll look for you on Facebook. Do, uh, on Facebook, do we just look for a book of insight, or do we look for your individual names? Um, either or. We have a, a book of insight group, a book of insight fan, uh, the fan club, uh, and or you can just look us up individually, Tilde Cameron or Tina Fiorda. Okay, super. What is uh, the second book? What does it look like? It's the direction you're going to be taking with that, do you know? Well, well, it's just starting to come through to us. We have the probably about the first couple of chapters, and they don't give us a lot of detail, but it looks like it's going into uh, basically our, our beginnings, our evolution as spirit, as physical and spiritual beings, and, and where we're headed. It's basically about our awakening, okay. unless they take a left turn, but so far that's, that's where it seems to be heading. All right. Um, give us a message. Personally, how has it has it opened you guys up beyond what you originally started at? I mean, oh. can yeah. you sit down without the Ouija board and pick up on individuals that are sitting across from you and stuff like that? Or can you tap into your spirit guides? without the use of the Ouija board at times when you desire to? Well, it, it, it seems to have helped us become more intuitive. And uh, because also we've been meditating more, uh, we're following their directions. 
And uh, there are times when um, uh, Tilly and I have both had really interesting dreams. Uh, like, for instance, I was having one dream where I was fast asleep, just fast asleep, and suddenly I was downloaded with information that it caused me to just suddenly wake up. And the information I was given, which is something that quantum scientists are, have already discovered, but the information I was given was that the energetic field is affected by the act of observing it. And the information was given to me so profoundly that I woke right up from a deep sleep. So things like that have been happening to us. Uh, Tilly was sleeping one night, and she started getting downloaded with information and domestic uh, mm -hmm. shapes and uh and it, 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 it's just really interesting because it has it has started to open us up. But one thing that uh, I discovered, and I think we both discovered after we channeled the book and then read it, was that our brains just suddenly split wide open and suddenly we had this thirst for knowledge. Um, I mean, we always felt that we were on a spiritual path, but it wasn't until this book was given to us that we realized that we weren't as awake as we thought we were. And And suddenly... Uh, we had like a, a paradigm shift within our reality when we started uh, searching for information and started researching and started discovering what's really go happening on this planet, not only politically but spiritually and in so many different ways. And uh, that's why I say that the book is written in such a manner that it will cause the reader to awaken. Okay. It, it's really affected us profoundly. Good, good. Annette, any further words? You know, ladies, I just want to say thank you. The work you're doing seems really important. Um, you've just been fantastic guests tonight. I just want to thank you for coming and sharing with us. Well, thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. And I uh, just want to say thank you to all the listeners as well for tuning in. And the listeners that will be downloading, because this show is very popular on the uh, download side and the uh, podcast side. So uh, <clears throat> we got about four different hosts that um, carries the broadcast, so you will be heard. Okay. Oh, fantastic. So, thank you so much. Yeah, Tina and Tilda, thank you very much for being on tonight. Um, we're going to send off with a thank you and happy Mother's Day. I don't know if you ladies are moms yet, but if well, you are, well, happy I Mother's Day. Cats, so. <laughs> okay. I'm a mom to two cats. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that counts too. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Happy <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, thank you very much. Keep us posted when the next book comes out, okay? Absolutely. We certainly will. All thank right. you both very and much. We, and we love to have you back on. So thank, thank you, you again. And, and bless you and Annette and the work you two do. No, we're oh, trying. Well, thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Good night, ladies. Good night. Good night. Blessed be. How you doing, Annette? That was pretty good. They were interesting book, wasn't it? Sound oh, I, you know what? I think I'm going to have to read this one. Yes, 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 yes. Interesting. A lot of what they were saying is goes right along with my belief system and kind of how I've been, you know, going along myself all this time. So I'm very curious to read this one. I'm I'm inspired. And uh, I'm happy to see that uh, with the healing, I'm pretty much on the right track. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, listeners, we will be back on in two weeks on May 23rd. Uh, thank you to those who've, uh, who've made us their favorites and friends here on Blog Talk Radio. 
And um, if you're listening, feel free to do the same. And or you can find me on Facebook, Edward Shanahan, or uh, at the websites. Just type in the name, you'll find the websites. Um, <laughs> and uh, Annette, how about if I call you in a couple minutes? Okay. And uh, we're gonna end the show as soon as I find the ending. Okay. Listeners, thank you very much. See you in two weeks. Annette, I'll talk to you in a couple minutes. And good night all. Blessed be. You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.